Grace, I want you to be completely honest with me. Is this awkward to cover the movie musical hair with someone who has no hair? <laughs> Do you need to tap out? Is this too much? Is this awkward? It's just inauthentic. You know what I mean? And that's what matters most to me. But luckily for both of us, I have a ton of fucking hair. So Great. I will share the wealth. Okay, so I don't need to get a wig for this occasion. <laughs> Well, you know, Solomon, my roommate, um, oh, has, yeah. <laughs> he has all of his mom's old wigs. I didn't realize that's what they were from. <laughs> yeah, they're all Val's old wigs. And sometimes awesome. we get, when we get really hammered, that's when the wigs come out. <laughs> we should post those photos of you guys drunk in the wigs. I forgot I said them to you every time we put them on. <laughs> they're so funny. <laughs> it's so good. You guys really like become new characters in them, which I think is the magic of a wig. Listen, Solomon gets to a point where he's so drunk and I give him a wig and I'm like tell me who this character is and he starts telling me about the life of the person that he's it's it's fucking so fucking weird but we fucking die I love a bit of like an outside in approach I know you shouldn't be so affected by costuming but I can put on a piece of a garment and all of a sudden I'm like oh I get it oh Ooh, who absolutely. is she costumes make such a difference I love the first day in tech when you put the costumes on it's the best and you know some of the directors are like wear your shoes so you start feeling in the character and you're like bah, bah, bah. but that's like so true wearing different shoes really does affect how you how you are as the character and like the guy who played our sonny when i just did bronx tale he came in every day in a fucking suit work good for him like we were all in sweats and like day one he came in suit tie and he, the first time we saw him not in a suit was like what <laughs> who the fuck is that right <laughs> so okay so <laughs> So we're covering hair. Right. <laughs> The 19... Is it 1979? It's 1979. I did try to look up some facts to get us into the world of 1979. Cool. But to be honest with you, it was just like a lot of shit about like war and stuff. And I was just like, this is not... Um, they weren't fun facts. No, this is not why people listen to this. So instead, I found four horrifying stories from a hair salon that they share <gasps> on BuzzFeed. <laughs> wow. So it's scary stories about hair. <laughs> oh my God, let's do it. Okay, the first story. It's called, This Mom Took Grounding Her Daughter to a New Level. I've been a hairdresser for about eight years now, and this moment still haunts me. My client was a teenage girl with the most beautiful, thick, and wavy red waist-length hair. It turns out she has been caught drinking beer with her friends, so her mother was making her cut and donate her hair as punishment. The mother stayed by my side as her daughter cried the entire time. I tried to be kind and leave it as long as I possibly could, but the mother kept making a scene about cutting its shoulder length. I've never felt so sorry or so uncomfortable in my entire career. Fuck that mom. Fuck her. Fuck her. She's evil. Because she had a beer. Kids can have beers, okay? I guess, how old was she? <laughs> she was Whatever, <laughs> but that's like, <laughs> but that's part of growing up is having beer. She wasn't doing like fucking coke off a toilet seat. She had a beer. Also like you can punish her without physically changing her or humiliating her in a public setting. It's like maiming her in a way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Ew, fuck that mom. Some people shouldn't be parents. No. If I were the hairdresser, I'd be like, I'm not doing it. Fuck you. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay, so next story. When I was in school, a woman came in for a wash, blow dry, and a flat iron. I'd already straightened about half of her hair and was about to start the section around the ear. I was placing the flat iron on my card for a second when all of a sudden she screams and jerks forward. The woman then starts yelling 
yelling at me about how I just burned her ear on purpose and that she wants her money back. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm standing there looking at the flat iron still on my cart. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking funny. The woman who wrote this was Heather Dingman. Thanks, Heather Dingman. (laughs) Next one. I am cutting a woman's hair in beauty school when her husband walked in, stood right next to me, and whipped out a ruler to make sure I was cutting exactly the right amount. He kept measuring every piece as I cut and instructed which sections to cut and texturize and which to leave. Hardest haircut ever. This bitch brought a ruler. It was her husband? Why is he so concerned? that's fucked up. People are absolutely out of their minds. This is what we're dealing with sometimes when we interact with people. I know. That level of psycho. That's why I try not to. That's why I just try to do this with you and then I don't talk to anyone else for the week. Literally. Okay, last story. We had a regular client who came in with her grandson to get his hair done. The kid had lice, though. (gasps) So we had to refuse the service. The grandma was so mad that she peed in our trash cans. (laughs) Oh my God. What does that mean? Multiple trash cans? I will say the other stories were by like Linda Dingman or ba ba ba. And this is just like Haley 46285C. So this one might be bullshit. I don't know. That sounds like a real last name. 446. That would be so cool if that was someone's name. Can your name be numbers? Is that allowed? Um, I don't think so. Where are you going? <laughs> you know what? We really bring up the um the hard topics here on High Flying Adore. <laughs> Listen, it's a valid question. You can have all sorts of crazy names. Can my name be like 33? That's kind of cute. Or like Mikey69. Oh, I'm going to name my baby Lil Baby 420. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 420, stop biting 69. <laughs> Go to your fucking room before I cut off all your hair. Oh, no. I will shame you publicly. I'll bring that ruler. People are insane. I feel bad for hairdressers. nuts. So now that we have heard that, we are ready to cover hair. Yeah, there was a real link between those stories and what we're doing here. Um, this movie's fucking awesome. And I think before we begin, we should say that obviously it differs a lot from the stage show plot wise, but I think it's really successful. I think it still tells a great story. It's so entertaining. It's beautiful. I I loved it. Okay. So I have never seen the stage show. I've never seen this movie. All I knew was Aquarius going into this. Oh, lit. I'm guessing like all this plot is not in the stage show because it felt like all the songs didn't really connect with what they were talking about in the movie it's not like they were trying to make it yeah the stage show is a lot more just concept musical there is like a rough plot and there's also a lot of audience interaction the biggest difference is that in the film the character of claude is reimagined as this kind of oklahoma country boy who has come to new york city because he's about to go to the draft advisory board before he goes to the army to serve in vietnam but in the musical he is the leader of the tribe oh he is the one though out of all of them that is questioning what he should do he questions about like if he should go to vietnam and he's like the one that's having the conflict okay you know trey aka wiggy westy (laughs) is directing this this summer so i'm gonna go see it oh my god i want to see a stage production of it okay so 
let's get into it. Let's do it. So speaking of sweet little country boy Claude, we see him in his hometown and it's kind of like grainy and 70s. The film quality is great. You know, he's leaving his father to go to New York City to join the army eventually. And he takes this bus ride. And as the bus is taking him to New York, his world is kind of expanding. We get the opening of Age of Aquarius and it just kind of starts you off. It's so beautiful and you're just invested in this character. 100%. I was a little taken back how the movie started because I was just expecting like hippies right away. And then we started like at the farmhouse and everyone had cowboy hats. We were at a bus stop. I'm like, what the fuck? But, <laughs> Is this um... the right movie? <laughs> I actually went back to make sure I clicked the right movie. So I was like, this can't be hair. You were watching like a Western. Like, yeah. This is no country for old men. I'm like, John Wayne is in hair? <laughs> <laughs> But man, once we get through that tunnel and we're in New York, I was fucking into it. Okay, the choreo bitch. Twyla Tharp choreography. This was apparently her first foray into like movie musical world and people were really unsure of how she would do. It's so fucking beautiful. No, I rewound so much of this first opening number. I was like enthralled. They're in Central Park. And you know, my favorite thing to do is to do drugs and just spend the day in Central Park. Oh, same. I'm like, wow, I am one of these people. I did a little acid and spent the day in Central Park right before I came here Uh, to do my contract. It's just like the best. And this cast, throughout the movie, people keep popping up. I'm like, I can't believe this person is in this movie. Yeah, the cast is fucking crazy. Including like Mrs. Garrett from Facts of Life. Yeah. As a random woman, she's IMDb'd as woman in pink. Like it's so fucking weird. I'm like, why did they get Mrs. Garrett for this part? Yeah, I have to say I loved that part. We will get to it. But she was a standout and she had no lie. I was like, work. (laughs) She just giggled and twirled a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. And a great part of this choreo in the opening number is Sheila, who is like the debutante that Claude falls in love with. She's riding a horse. Claude is just kind of looking at all the people. He's looking at the tribe of hippies that are dancing and burning their draft cards. And and he's looking at Sheila, who he has this instant attraction to. And then the horses are doing like dressage. There's horse choreography in the opening number. There's a lot of horse drama in this movie. Like, Horses are everywhere in this film. It's true. Also, I feel like we have to take a moment to acknowledge, I know you've never seen any of the vacation movies, but uh-uh. Sheila is played by the fucking legend Beverly D'Angelo from every vacation movie. She was married to, okay, it's either like Al Pacino or Robert De Niro, like one of them. Oh my God, hot. I don't remember who it was, but she is, she's a baby here. She looks great. She's one of the best looking people I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I love her face. Some of them suck, but you really need to watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. You have to. (laughs) It's so good. Okay, I always think with those, well, if I didn't watch it in my childhood, is it gonna have that effect on me? No, it's an adult movie. Like, I didn't watch it as a kid, really. Oh, really? It was on, but I didn't really get all the humor, but you gotta watch. I promise you next year, I'm gonna make sure you watch it. Okay, okay. And the woman who is in the tribe, because there's like four main people who are like the tribe people who we like focus on. She is on Orange is the New Black. Yes, I love her. The one who plays Jeannie, the sweet pregnant hippie. 
she has the cutest face in the world. Yeah, she was on Cheers. She was Cliff Clavin's girlfriend. And she was in Full Monty on Broadway. Like, she does so much shit. She, I see her everywhere. You're very drawn to her. I just want to look at her the whole time. Uh-huh. And I also, girl, I fucked up. I'm like, wow. The main guy, what's his name, Berger? Mm-hmm. I wrote him down as um Michael Landon from Little House on the Prairie. He does look like him, but that's not him. <laughs> I'm not crazy, right? Look, I keep writing, I can't believe Little House of the Prairie guys here. <laughs> Up until halfway on page three of my notes is when I'm like, because I IMDb to see what Mrs. Garrett was called. Uh-huh. And that's when I saw it wasn't Michael Landon. <laughs> the I was like, oh, shit. The main guys have amazing resumes, though, because I looked them up, but I don't know them from anything. The guy who plays Claude is fantastic. The guy who plays Burger is fantastic. The guy who plays HUD is wonderful, has really beautiful moments. And then there's a fourth guy whose name I forget. He's like the tribe member with the long blonde hair but that guy's interesting because he was in a few rock bands including the band chicago oh i saw chicago in concert on a date oh my god that's a cute Mm -hmm. date yeah it was a cute date they were like you're the meaning of my life life. you're the inspiration i did think i was going to see chicago the musical and was a little confused (laughs) we went to radio city music hall but i was like it's a nice it's a nice surprise (laughs) right also the cowboys hot i didn't realize it at first because i was so distracted by the horrible setting of oklahoma wherever the hell they were (laughs) but um (laughs) shout out to our oklahoma listeners we love you we love you but now that he's in new york and like looking around has his hat off i'm like okay you're hot yeah everyone's gorgeous are they homeless i don't really understand if they are or are not homeless because they were asking for money yeah they definitely don't work but maybe they all like share one tiny place. I don't know. They don't really get into that. I will say at first I was like, oh, I love these people. These are like my people because they're like just chilling in Central Park, high as fuck. But like I have to say like, as much as I love to do that, another thing I love to do is be left alone. And I feel like these people really hassle everyone. They're yeah. always like asking people for money. And then like the girl, Beverly D'Angelo's just riding a horse and they come up and they kind of bother her and kind of harass her. Yeah. There's a few like gross moments. I'm like, wait, are these people assholes are this like the kids from rent <laughs> i was just thinking that i'm kind of torn <laughs> no they kind of are they're asking shayla for money following her on her horse don't get me wrong she's like the bougie capitalistic the symbol of that for them but i would be like you are harassing me i'm a woman she's not on wall street or doing anything rude she's just enjoying the day in the park yeah Why? there's a few moments where burger does shit i'm like oh is is he a villain <laughs> i thought he was gonna wind up being like the bad guy right like, there's a few gross things he does they end up renting a horse because at first they want to ride sheila's horse and understandably she's like i'm just gonna ride away i'm not gonna give you my horse that's crazy and then they rent a horse with the coins they have scrounged which seems like a weird waste of their money right they get this horse and then they ride up to her to sing the sodomy song if i were her i would be like get me the fuck out of here <laughs> that's how i felt they lose that horse and then claude being the cowboy he is saves it for them and that's how they kind of of bond and then they're like listen you like that debbie tonk girl like go show her what a good writer you are and then we get the song donna which is a bop every song in this is a bop and he's doing cool cowboy tricks to impress her it's hot but this is the first time i was like okay these songs don't really connect to what is going on in the movie no because her name's sheila yeah so i was like who's donna <laughs> donna donna is woman in Italian. You think that's what he was saying? Maybe, yeah. It means like my woman. Oh, I thought it was just Donna, like looking for Donna. I think you're right, but maybe that's where it 
came from. I don't know. He's looking for his girl and like maybe Claude kind of found his. Even though in the musical it's a lot more of um they touch this a little bit in the film but it's a lot more of a love triangle between Sheila Claude and Berger. That's what I'm saying. There's a scene where he puts his hand on her leg. He keeps rubbing her hand keeps pushing it away and I'm like I thought you're trying to help your friend. That's why I'm like I think Berger's kind of a dick. Sheila in the musical loves both of them. Because they did not make it seem like she was interested in him at all. Oh really? I think she's so hot for Berger in the film. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I felt like he was assaulting her a little bit when he kept rubbing his hand up her leg and she was like stop it. Stop it oh, in the no, car. That part. I was so fucking uncomfortable. But I felt like in other scenes I felt much more chemistry between them than even between her and Claude. Yeah. No I get that. That's why I was confused. I also think Berger's really hot so maybe it's just my head <laughs> yeah you just made that up <laughs> i think he's so hot he is hot i was so into him the whole movie just like wow well you should watch little house on the prairie if you like this listen i remember as a child thinking that dad was hot <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Claude is like, I'm in New York. Like, what can I do here? And they're like, <laughs> we know what you can do. And they get him high as fuck. He's really trusting of these new friends. I know. We get a slew of songs that are just kind of about 60s political issues. Mm -hmm. They're great songs. They kind of wake up the morning after and they see Sheila's address is in the newspaper, which mm -hmm. is a lucky twist of fate. So they want to go to her debutante ball to meet her because Claude is in love. This was love at first sight, bitch. Can I go back for one second? Yeah, totally. Because we also find out in the middle of those songs that Jeannie, is that her name? Yeah. Is pregnant and they don't know which one the father is. Right. It could be Important. Hud or the blonde other man. Yeah. Wait, also, we can't skip over that in those songs. We see Nell Carter just pop up. Oh yeah, and she comes back later as well. Yeah, I thought she was going to be a bigger character. She comes up, sings a couple songs and she bounces. Honestly, Prince Princess track. We love that. You know Nell Carter, my favorite from the NBC anniversary video that I shared. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of. And then I felt really guilty that that was my first association for Tony Award winner Nell Carter. We are a family. <laughs> She's so good in that. She's so good in that. <laughs> we are a family. Family. <laughs> I love the tone of her voice, like how almost nasal. It's not even nasal. It's almost like if you had a little bit of helium. Yeah. It's lovely. She's so good though. Yeah. So they decide that they're just going to crash this party. What is this party? It's just a, it's a, it's a what? I think it's like a debutante ball. Because I think that's why okay. it was in the newspaper. Because, you know, it's like that high society bullshit. They're like announcing that she's a woman now. Right. And they decide to interrupt this dinner, which is very rude. But he's like, listen, <laughs> we're here because Claude's in love. I mean, he hasn't even said that. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I like her. Like, she was cute. And they're like, we have to go. <laughs> I'm like, What? These people need jobs. I love this song so much. I got life. This is one of my favorite songs in the whole musical. And one of the best lines is, I got my ass. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> That's so funny to me. <laughs> And this is where we see Mrs. Garrett yeah. as just a dinner guest at this party. She killed it. And Berger just kind of picks her up and dances with her a little bit. And that's it. That's a wrap on Mrs. Garrett. Yeah, he's dancing on the table and he pulls her up and she's vibing. Honestly, that is how you slay a day player role. Right. They're like, you have to leave. And Berger's like, well, Claude just wants to sit here and look at Sheila because he loves her. And it's like, what the like this is so weird i don't blame these people kicking them out yeah and calling the police which i wish they hadn't but it gives us our next conflict 
as they get arrested. I know, but like, I'm sorry they called the police, but you can't just go into people's houses and refuse to leave. Yeah, and step on their long Hogwarts-esque dinner table and smash all their china up and... Kicking bowls around, dancing on tables. Yeah, it was lit though. I love when he was like holding onto the chandelier and going back and forth. Like, I think that's where Sia was inspired. I absolutely agree with you. And that's a fact. <laughs> this smoke break goes out to hairstylist Heather Dingman. You've been cutting these people's hair and they're out of their minds. You need to relax. So take a hit. You deserve it. They're in jail and they need to either pay a fine or stay in the jail. And Claude has the money to pay his fine because his dad gave him money before he left Oklahoma. Um, but Burger's like, no, let me go because then I'll get the rest of the money and I'll get us all out. I cannot believe it, but Claude allows that. Claude is a fucking idiot. Yeah, he is. He's dumb as hell. Don't trust this man. But then again, Burger does do what he said he's gonna do, so... Mm, I guess you're right, but he's very trust trustworthy. Trust trusting. So first he goes to <laughs> Sheila and her brother for the money, and he kind of sneaks into the car, steals it out from under the brother, which was kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying! And then they steal this man's car? This poor brother didn't do shit. He's just trying to get to school, get an education. Yeah, he He's kind of a dick, though. I thought the brother was my favorite character. Really? That's who you related <laughs> <No>. to? <laughs> no, but I did feel bad he got his car stolen. Yeah, listen, I mean, he didn't ask for this, and he was probably scared. Sheila doesn't seem half as scared as she should be. I would be like, am I gonna die? Yeah. Also, every time I talked about the brother before this, I wrote it as Sheila's fiance. I don't know why <laughs> I thought they were engaged. Then I had to go back, and I crossed out everything and wrote brother on top. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's fiance even though. It's not like boyfriend. You gave them such a level. Like where did I come up with this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's never said. I didn't get that it was her brother at first either. I think they mentioned it later on, and then I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I just assumed. Oh my god. Back at the jail, we get the titular song of hair. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were bouncing on the jail cells. I loved it. I loved all the prisoners dancing and, like, their hands coming out of the gate, the iron bars, and, and how they were, like, grabbing at Claude. Claude just has to act like, whoa, so much, like, the whole movie like what's happening uh, whoa <laughs> i love it that's like my dream role whoa you think like after the second musical number claude would like be okay with it but he's still what <laughs> we're not in oklahoma anymore okay and then we get the scene with burger going to his parents to get the money oh i love his mom yeah and the dad's like no you're not getting any money you could cut your hair it actually reminds me of my grandpa my grandpa's kind of like a nasty kind of like person like that in a cute way no no. <laughs> Sorry, Grandpa. I don't like him. Uh <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> the dad's like, no, I'm not giving you the money. And then his mom pulls him aside and gave him the money. But that's what my grandma does. My grandma sneaks me money when I go there. Aww. So my grandpa doesn't see. She's like, pull me aside. She asks me a question and like put money in my hand. I mean, not anymore because I'm like 30 year old man. <laughs> but like when I was younger, I was like, you have to lie to give your grandkids money. That's fucked up. Yeah, Grandma, just give it openly. Right. I also loved this scene though like you kind of felt like the mom was in on it and at the very end of the scene she's like so how much do you need it yeah. was such great writing it was just quick 
it was sweet wonderful delivery and then he just gives her the sweetest hug and he runs off to save his friends and then we do a little lsd in sheep meadow oh that was the best i was Uh so happy watching everyone just vibing and being so happy this was a great sequence this whole sheep's meadow the dancing was really cool too it was very avant-garde like i love when choreo is like everyone's doing something different and it's kind of chaotic but at the same time it all fits together and looks uniform in its own way and i think so much of this movie is like that so your eye is just like whoa there's so much beauty to look at yeah as much as i loved the sheep's meadow section i didn't love this weird lsd wedding nightmare fantasy (laughs) that claude had speak for yourself I loved it. (laughs) You loved it? It was weird as hell. It's going to be hard to kind of describe all the crazy shit that went down in this trip. Sheila finds them. There's like all these people protesting, all these people taking drugs. It's amazing that Sheila can always find these people. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, oh, and also we have like Jeannie, who's so sweet, the pregnant one. And she proposes to Claude because she's like, well, then you won't have to go be in the army because you'll be married with a child on the way. Oh, I thought that was such a lovely moment. Yeah. But then Claude's trip. There's like this scary male singer in a tux who's like a lot. He kind of is giving me a little bit of the MC and Cabaret vibe. Uh-huh. I don't know. He was a lot and he was looking right at the camera as well. He was creepy as hell. It's like the church that was in Claude's hometown. We go there and Sheila's in the, the wedding dress. He's a cowboy. He's like taking her down the aisle. This cool dancer is officiating the wedding, but she's singing in this creepy low voice. The horse comes in into the church. More horse drama. This is kind of how I pictured your Vegas wedding was. <laughs> <laughs> how accurate was there it? There were no... <laughs> which is my biggest gripe. And then it just devolves into like these crazy dances and hallucinations. And at one point, Sheila starts flying, but with this big pregnant belly. And the belly is what's propelling her forward. This is where Miley got the idea for Wrecking Ball. (laughs) But like Sheila's pregnant belly is the ball. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It was crazy looking. And it went on a long time. Yeah, too long in my opinion. I liked it. No, I had to leave and get a Trisket. (laughs) Trisket. And I left. Is that like you're sobering up food, a Trisket? I was like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get a Trisket real quick. I probably told you I do this, but I like a balsamic Trisket, (gasps) the flavored, or like a garlic. I've never had balsamic. Oh. And then I get the Cracker Barrel sliced cheeses, and they're the exact same size as the Triscuits. So I put them together. I just do a little cheese and crackers. Oh. I'm high as balls, usually watching like some 90s teen soap, just living my best life. That's your happy place. I also like, I get so sad when Christmas is over. This is so random. (laughs) Babe, it's February. I know. (laughs) I get so bummed that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to celebrate other holidays to like keep excitement in my life. So I really tried to get into Valentine's Day this year. And like every day I tried to watch a Valentine's Day special, like a Christmas special, but it wasn't the same. They're not as good. That's really a great idea, though. I actually wish we could make other holidays as exciting as Christmas. It is kind of lame. Yeah, I'm trying so hard. I'm really getting St. Patrick's Day this year. Should we review the leprechaun? Yeah. (laughs) I think I've seen it like once, but uh, why the fuck not? Jennifer Addison's first film. Wow. Probably her greatest. In my opinion, yeah. (laughs) In the Jennifer Aniston oeuvre. (laughs) Right. Okay, anyway, back to here. (laughs) 
So Claude runs off. He freaks out. Yeah, relatable. That's what I do when I have a bad trip. I run away from the group. It's not good. I I always need to be alone. And then I find myself even more afraid. But I'm like, this is better. At least there's no people. I'm really known for music festivals where it's like safe when we can't leave. I will disappear for hours. My friends will turn around. I'll just be like right behind them. And they'll be like... Sometimes you just need to get away. You just need to like be by yourself in the drug and just like look at a tree for a few hours. I just find I can get icked out by other people's trips Uh sometimes. So I'm like, I need to go. But then sometimes then you're in this like wild and weaving world by yourself, like with all these other influences going on that you can't predict either. But I find that safer in a weird way than being with the same group the whole time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like I'm stuck. And drugs are also tricky because you need a great environment. Yes. You also need people who are on the same like level as you and like energy. Mm-hmm. And like if you have one person who's anxious, you'll start feeling that. Oh, yeah. It could be a wonderful thing if you do it <coughs> correctly, but. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a video of you just choking. It was really fast. You just, like, it was so sudden. <laughs> This episode is going to be, I can't wait to listen to this. This is going to be great. I think we're really capturing the spirit of hair. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The most disgusting scene in the whole movie. They decide to skinny dip in the water in Central Park. Ugh, I almost screamed. That's flesh eating bacteria in there. I had to put down my Trisket at that scene. I was so disgusted. <laughs> That should be messed up. the Mikey meter for if something is good or not. One <laughs> Trisket eaten, one Trisket put down. <laughs> yeah, it was, ugh. And even Sheila gets in there and then they steal her fucking clothes. Burger is the devil. He sucks. They're, I was pissed at all of them for this. Like Jeannie was laughing her ass off and I was like, that's fucked up of you. That's another woman. You're going to make her sit there naked and feel vulnerable like that? Fuck you, Jeannie. Yeah. Before Claude and Sheila's skinny dip, he offers to take her home and she's so cold and like mean to him. Yeah. I don't think she likes Claude very much in this. Yeah. She likes Burger to me. The whole time I couldn't figure out what the plot was. Was it a love <laughs> triangle? Was she like just not into Claude and just into Burger? Was Burger the villain? Like I, it took me so long to figure out what was going on and how it ends. I never thought it would go there. I think it ended <laughs> so fucking bizarre, but we'll get to it. But the whole time I'm like, what is happening? So they all go in. Burger steals his clothes. He's the devil. <laughs> He's the devil. That's your note. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then fucking Sheila gets in the cab with her, 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 her boobies out. Her boobies. <laughs> it's the medical Why I term. I say it like a, like a seventh grade. Boobies. Boy <laughs> with her boobies out. <laughs> Burger and Claude have a fight about war. Because Claude feels, I think, an obligation to fight. He feels like it's his duty a little bit. And they kind of have a little bit of a falling out over it. Claude leaves them. And we get this gorgeous, gorgeous song. Where do I go? Oh, oh, I love this song. Which one's that? Where do I go? Follow the river. Oh, Claude sings it, right? Straight to the sea. Yeah. With all the people on the street. And at first you can't see Claude. And then he's like in the mix of all the people. And then all the people leave and he's alone and isolated on the street. Ooh, I loved that. Oh, yeah. From a cinematographical, I don't know if that's the right word, point of view. There were just so many shots that are so striking. This is really visually just so fun to watch. I just also want to point out that you had all those things, beautiful things to say about the song. And all I wrote was freak out song about army too slow 
one Trisket put down. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's what makes this so great, baby. We have like a good exactly. balance. Uh-huh. Too slow. <laughs> <laughs> Freak out army song. <laughs> Okay, wait, I have to ask if you know this next guy. So Claude goes to the army draft place, right? I never really thought about this. To be drafted, you know, of course they do like physical look at you to like make sure you're good. But they're literally standing there in front of this draft board, just butt ass naked basically. And there's this guy that is going in before Claude and he wants to keep his socks on. And they're like, why are you keeping your socks on? And then he takes it off and he has painted toenails and they all kind of laugh and they're like, oh, I don't know if like... He's going to get rejected because he's um, not, I don't know, the norm That's to them. absolutely what they were going for. But do you recognize that actor who's the one with the painted toenails? No. Okay. I think just because I had a little sister that was obsessed with Elmo as a child. Where is this going? That actor <laughs> used to play this character on Elmo's World on Sesame Street. And his character was called Mr. Noodle. And my little sister was obsessed with Mr. Noodle. He's in tons of other things. He's like a really successful actor. He's also in, did you ever see The Green Mile with Tom Hanks? No. And Oh, it's fucking good. Stephen King, you'd love it. It's a great story. Well, I'll get up to it soon. No, I'm working my way through his work. Oh, oh, I bet the book is even better. But that actor is so good. And the whole time I was like, that's Mr. Noodle, butt-ass naked. From Elmo's World on Sesame Street. (laughs) Dang, not Mr. Noodle. Mr. Noodle, (laughs) an icon. Okay, so that's that. Why do they have to get naked in front of these army men? Why is, what are they looking for? I think they're looking for like physical deformities in any way because i know i remember hearing that there were some people who didn't get drafted because they were flat-footed or different physical ways that they wouldn't be good soldiers i guess well you would think i mean even if you're flat-footed they find some way to use you i don't really understand anything war is so confusing to me so moving on yeah what's what's next then we get this um black boy white boy song this is where some of the greatest little day player bits come in. Some of these actresses that come in are next fucking level. Okay, so Black Boys is the white guys on the draft board and these three white women are singing about how beautiful Black Boys are. I love these songs. And of the white women, one is Laurie Beachman, <gasps> who the Laurie Beachman Theater is named after. Yeah. And one is Ellen Foley, who was very well known for her work with Meatloaf. She is the female voice on, um... Oh, shit. Yeah. Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Uh Uh-huh. Isn't that sick? Wow. I did not recognize either of them. How cool that even the smallest roles in this are badass, badass performers. In White Boys, vice versa, it's the black men on the draft board and these three black women singing about how beautiful white boys are. And one of the black women is Nell Carter again, who Uh just is phenomenal. Family. I love this song. It's just so catchy. And then Claude goes to war. Oh my god. It happens fucking quick, doesn't it? Yeah. We get Walking in Space, which is also fucking gorgeous, and that's sung by a Vietnamese woman, and just kind of simple. I loved it. It's just a beautiful choice. Then Claude goes off to train in Nevada, 
And he writes to Sheila and she tells the tribe and they're like, we got to fucking get to him. This next scene and song is my favorite in the whole movie. Easy to be hard. Yes. It's beautiful. This woman, who is this woman? Do you know? Did you look her up? I looked her up and it said basically this was a big moment for her. And she did a few other small things like sang on a few movie soundtracks. But otherwise she worked as a music teacher. Wow. Phenomenal performance. And there's nothing flashy about it. No. She stands there the whole time, but you feel every fucking word she's saying. So we find out Hud, his name's really Lafayette, and he has got this woman pregnant, and they have a child, and she shows up, and she's like, is Jeannie's baby yours? And he's like, that's none of your business, pretty much. And he tries to walk away, and she sings Easy to be Hard, and it's gut-wrenching. The camera's just on her face, and she's so beautiful. And oh, there's these shots to the baby who, I oh. mean, he's not like a baby baby. He's maybe like three. Oh, and yeah. he's got this just tear rolling down his cheek uh -huh. and he's gorgeous it's so touching yeah this one got me this is the first time i was like oh shit and she kind of ends up joining the tribe which made me happy because and the baby they bring the baby along i mean it's not a great environment <laughs> for a baby but uh, he gets to be with his dad so that's nice like you said they have to go see claude mm -hmm. so what do they do they steal this poor brother's car again this poor man yeah your favorite character <laughs> my favorite car i'm ready for a spinoff <laughs> one trisket in the mouth for him. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, I was confused at this. We're at the army base. Claude is there. All the all the army guys are there. They're training. The song 3500 starts playing from the loudspeakers on the army base. And everyone's getting pumped. All the soldiers are like, yeah, and they're getting rowdy. The people in charge, the generals maybe, are freaking out to the point where they can't turn it off and they end up shooting at the speakers to get it to stop. But I didn't understand what was making this happened? Well, I had the same thought. I thought the gang played that over the speaker to distract the guards to go try to turn it off so Burger could sneak in. But then the next scene, Burger's still on the road driving. They had nothing to do with that. It was like yeah. two separate situations. Did they just edit that sequence incorrectly? I don't understand. <laughs> right. No, I was like, what the hell is happening? And they ended up using a completely different strategy to sneak Burger in. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then at the same time, time that the music over the speakers playing we get like a modern dance in front of the capital yeah yeah in front of um what's that Not monument in dc with the big the phallic thing is that the, the washington monument the one that's a big phallic figure yeah y'all know what we're talking about well anyway that's where they did it yeah that was a beautiful fucking dance and there's the one woman that's dressed as a skeleton she's like yeah. death and then everyone's in the car just singing Good Morning Starshine, giggling. I like this vibe. If I could live in any song in this, I would just want to be in that convertible like, Good morning, starshine. That's me when I wake and bake. I do like this song. I wish it was like in the beginning. Where it was in the movie was weird for me because I thought like the action was happening. I thought they were about to break in because the speaker thing with the capital, I was like, oh shit, here we go. It's the big climax. And then it was like, good morning, starshine. They're just chilling. It was a weird placement. I agree. They just try to get into the base. They just try to literally be like, hi, we're here to see our friend. And they're turned away. Like, yeah, of course you were. Yeah. Who do you people think you are? Also, that was definitely not Beverly D'Angelo singing in good morning, starshine. No. Definitely, definitely not. <laughs> I don't think she sings. How do you know? Because that voice did not match who she is. Oh, <laughs> I didn't really think of it. <laughs> that voice sounded like a like a beautiful black woman's voice. It had soul and earthy. Yeah, I, that did not come out of Beverly D'Angelo. Wow. I, I okay. I need to rewatch that. Scene. If I'm wrong, I will buy you a box of Triscuits. But. <laughs> 
There's no way. I hope you're wrong. I really want to try the balsamic flavor now. Please use this smoke break to have a drink, smoke, or a little treat. Do not use this smoke break to steal a car, hit on your friend's girl, or break into wealthy people's homes and refuse to leave. Burger. The devil, I tell you. Okay, so then they use Sheila's hotness to get into the base. So she flirts her way with, you know, a guy high up. This actor was in The Godfather. I don't know his name. Who did he play in that was just like a bit role? I don't know, but that's what came up on his Wikipedia. But I'm so bad. I've only seen those movies like once. Oh, I've seen them too many fucking times. And I kind of felt bad for this guy. Yeah! He thinks they're gonna get together or something and they're in this bar and she's blowing O's with the cigarette and so is he and she's like, ooh, I'm gonna blow one and then you try to get one one inside it or gets really sexy and I was like work this is hot I loved that scene of them just blowing O's but then she does it so that she can rip his uniform off and then the tribe can steal his car and Burger can wear the uniform and get inside to talk to Claude but like that poor guy he just thought they stole his clothes his they car they stole his car and they left him in the middle of the desert and they stole his mojo he thought he was gonna fuck he's uh, this poor man these people are animals. <laughs> <laughs> and Berger even cuts his hair to put on the uniform and get in. Uh-huh. He looks hot too, actually, when he cuts his hair. So then he finds Claude and he's like, we have a picnic for you. The whole gang's here. Claude's like, that's great, but they do head counts and the whole base is on high alert. I need to be here. Berger's like, I'll stay here for you. I'll do your head count and you go do the picnic. So Claude goes, they're all happy. They're all hugging. This, it gets fucking crazy. This then, is bonkers. This is fucking bonkers. <laughs> they get shipped out to Vietnam immediately. Burger is freaking out. Burger is going to go to Vietnam of all people. The, it's actually really fucking cool this scene where this is let the sunshine in. It's all the soldiers singing. Yeah. This was a weird ending. This isn't in the musical, right? This weird switching places. No. Also, Burger wasn't enrolled in the army. So if what's-his-name died, they would have saw that Claude died. Yeah, they would have thought that was Claude. So Burger wouldn't get like a grave in the war memorial like that, right? Yeah, I guess they just wanted it to be understandable to us because then at the end of the song, the tribe is all together paying their respect at Burger's grave. It says his name because he died in Vietnam. And then the whole film ends with this peace protest in front of the White House. That's a crazy fucking ending. <laughs> I love it. I do think it's really effective and you know it is like a political piece this is what happens at the end of the musical after the trip claude says i can't take this moment to moment living on the streets i know what i want to be invisible for a light moment good morning starshine claude is left alone with his doubts he leaves as the tribe enters wrapped in blankets in the midst of a snowstorm they start a protest chant and then wonder where claude is gone burger calls out claude 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 enters dressed in a military uniform his hair short but they do not see him because he is an invisible spirit claude says like it or not they got me everyone sings flesh failures the tribe moves in front of claude as sheila and dion take up the lyric the whole tribe launches in to let the sunshine in and as they exit they reveal claude lying down center stage on a black cloth during the curtain call the tribe reprises it and brings the audience members on stage to dance so claude dies because of his inner turmoil about what to do he does decide to go to the army and he dies Dang. it's a little more straightforward i guess yeah i just watched the new i know what you did last summer series on amazon and it's kind of the same situation. There's twins and they thought they killed one, but it turned out the other, they switched places and you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe that's why it's in my head so much that it was like silly. Because I'm like, it's I know what you did last summer. <laughs> Is that good? Should I watch that? I know what you did last summer. No, it was terrible. Oh, okay. It was awful. Don't even waste <laughs> your time. But I started it. And- oh my God. I can't believe we just covered that really fucking long movie. It was great though. Yeah. It's free on Pluto. There's yeah. a lot of commercials, but it's free on Pluto. Pluto's great. Yeah. Okay. I, after watching this, watched like five hours of The Love Boat. Yeah. They have a whole channel that's just 90210. It's like either 90210, the new 90210, or Melrose Place. And like, it's free. Yeah. There's a Degrassi channel. There's movies. Pluto's like pretty lit. Yeah. Why are we sleeping oh, on I Pluto? I said lit. I'm so young and modern. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love Pluto. Yeah, and I loved this. It's such a great musical. It's different from the stage show, but a great adaptation. Yeah, I had fun. I either loved it or was terrified, but overall, I had a good time. Yeah, that's how I like to feel during sex. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I enjoyed it. Two Triscuits. <laughs> Two um, Triscuits. <laughs> I love our new writing system. <laughs> um, should we do a little uh, Kill Fuck Mary? Yeah. Who am I going to pick? Okay, I have one for you. Okay, you go first. I'm just going to do like straight up the three hottest guys. Oh. I'm going to give you Claude, Burger, or Hud. Oh. Okay, I would kill Claude. I'm not attracted to Claude. He's pretty, but he's not for me. Okay. I would. It's a hard choice because I just kind of want to fuck both of them. I don't want to marry either of them. You gotta. <laughs> I think I would marry Burger and I would fuck Hud. I bet Hud's good. Yeah, Hud already has maybe two children. And I don't know that I want to be married in that situation with like all these kids running around because then I might feel like I had a responsibility to the kids and Burger doesn't seem to have children yet even though he's a free spirited man right 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 yeah you know if you marry hard like kids would just keep popping up at your door and be like you're my dad you'd always have like there'd be a lot of drama yeah and I I don't want to babysit I'm not doing that yeah Mm -mm. okay I'm gonna do like odd bit characters for you great so um the lady that danced on the table that's from the facts of life Mrs. Garrett Uh uh-huh um Mr. New with his painted toenails. Okay. And um, Nell Carter. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> okay. I think Mr. Noodle's dead. Oh, no. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I think I would have sex with Nell Carter. Wow. I would have thought you'd marry her. I really, um, I can't fuck Mrs. Garrett. Oh, so you're going to be in a, a sexless I've marriage. Done some, I've been in some low places in my life, but <laughs> fucking Mrs. Garrett hasn't come to that yet. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> At least you know you'd have fun times dancing together. Exactly. Yeah, you could build a marriage on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sitting in our rocking chairs, just having a conversation, watching the sun go down. <laughs> Talking about that time I fucked with Mel Carter. <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful life you two have led together. <sighs> could be worse could be worse (laughs) this was i had a wonderful time did you grow any hair while we discussed it do you think it inspired your follicles i don't know i'm gonna go to a hair salon with a ruler later and (laughs) be like cut off this much they'll be like sir you have no hair (laughs) do as i say (laughs) i got caught with a beer i need to punish myself (laughs) you're like that guy in the da vinci code yeah cut my hair they're like you have none (laughs) wait did you see there's now a stage production of da vinci code happening in like london i need to see that we have to be in it (laughs) 
I don't really see myself in that, but I love where your mind's you at. Could be, you could be the girl who's like related to Mary Magdalene. Ooh, that's hot. Um, and you could be Tom Hanks. Let's do the unauthorized version. Okay. <laughs> I love when they take these epic, epic films and make stage productions because oftentimes you're like, how are they going to pull that off? But then they do. And you're like, wow, theater magic. Theater is magic. I don't like to talk about the work of that fucking cunt who wrote Harry Potter, but I did not see Cursed Child going off as hard as it did. That show is so fucking good. You saw I didn't see it. I saw it when it was two parts. So I don't know now what it's like since they condensed it into one show. Oh, it's not two parts anymore? No. Looking back, they were both really long, both of the parts. So I don't know how they did it. And I did it in one day. So I was like immersed in the world. It was so fucking cool. It's amazing how they pulled it off. It really felt magical. Although it was weird being there because you felt like people didn't understand the tone. Like it was like people thought they were at like a Universal Studios ride. Right. They're like, where's my butter beer? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was really fucking cool. So I bet Da Vinci Code's going to be lit. Well, for anyone in the cast of Da Vinci Code, we'd love to have you on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, please. Especially the guy who plays the albino priest. (laughs) That's our favorite character. (laughs) That guy is awesome. (laughs) Um, Also, if anyone in the cast of Da Vinci Code does illustrations, we're still looking for someone to animate our... Our mascot, <laughs> Horny Bomb. Oh, the Horny Bomb. A lot of big things coming up on High Flying Adored Podcast. Yeah. Big things in the works. Big shit. Get your Triscuits ready. <laughs> Get your Triscuits <laughs> ready. <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> okay, well, listen. I love you. I love all our listeners. And uh, just keep chilling. Just keep chilling, baby. We, we love, love you. you. High Flying Adored is hosted by us, Mikey and Grace. It's produced by us, Grace and Mikey. Special thanks to Andy Mowat for our kick-ass theme song. Please rate and review us on whatever platform you're streaming this on. While you're at it, please follow our Instagram, High Flying Adored. That's flying with no G. Email us at highflyingadoredpodcast at gmail.com. We love you. We love you. Thanks for listening. We love you. 